On this episode of the Brunswick Buzz, I'll be discussing our Stop Hazing plan. The Brunswick School Department has partnered with Dr. Elizabeth Allen and Dr. Dave Kirshner. Stop Hazing's mission is to promote a safe and inclusive school campus and organizational environment through research, resource sharing, and the development of data-driven strategies for hazing prevention and promotion of positive group activities and climate. I'll be discussing Stop Hazing's mission and how the work they do can help benefit the students of Brunswick High School. So today we're meeting with Drs. Elizabeth Allen and Dr. David Kirshner from Stop Hazing. Thanks, Elizabeth and David, for being with us. As a reminder, I just realized this was uh, when I was preparing for this uh, podcast, that this month is National Hazing Prevention Month, and that the week of September 19th to the 23rd is uh, Hazing Prevention Week. Is that correct? Yes. That is. So, Dr. Allen, can you just talk about Stop Hazing? And I, as I understand, you know, Stop Hazing is a leader in providing data-driven strategies to, to colleges, but also to high schools. Um, I'd be interested in hearing you know, the overview of that and, you know, what brought you to this field? What uh, was the impetus and, you know, how long you've been doing it? I think from my perspective, fair to say that I'm a long-term school administrator. You know, I've had to support students that have been hazed. I've also had to, you know, interrupt or intervene with those students that are the perpetrators. And again, I'd like to hear how you got into this, you know, how you began this project and how long you've been doing it. So we'll start there if that's, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Happy to. So uh, um, my work educating about hazing and um, subsequently doing research related to hazing and its prevention has spanned uh, more than two decades, uh, two and a half decades now. And I, I began this work um, when I was working in a, a university, and I was specifically working with students who were involved in student clubs, organizations, and also in, interested in leadership. And so um, part of my role was to do leadership development work with college students. And in the process of that, I got to know a lot of student leaders, and um, they were sharing with me uh, experiences that um, sounded really um, questionable in many cases, and I began to be concerned about health and safety in 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 some cases. And um, at that time, <laughs> this is back in the 1990s, there were very few state laws related to hazing, and um, it was just becoming um, much more. I guess sort of just just you know uh, becoming a topic of conversation uh, even just then, and so I was learning about it at that time, and I was um, lucky enough to uh, to to learn about um, a book that was out on the market that detailed um, uh, a tragic case of hazing at a university where there were um, many people who knew about the traditions for years but didn't do anything wow. to prevent it. So that was kind of what catalyzed my interest. I decided I I wanted to be part of the solution and I was going to need to work with students to figure out how to uh, not just say no to hazing but understand why students were participating in it and how they could develop better traditions, better ways of welcoming people into groups that were um, safe and healthy and productive and weren't abusive or dangerous. Awesome. Thank you. David, just a, a quick, if I can ask the same question of you, is how did your interest become uh, 
you know, and how did you join Stop Hazing or start uh, working on this topic? Yeah, so I was in grad school at um, UMass Amherst um, and had the intention of uh, working in college athletics for my career. Um, and I was a sociology of sport graduate student there, and I kind of became familiar with the literature around um, violence in sport and hazing in sport was one of the uh, sections that we covered a lot in a uh, in our own sociology of sport graduate level class, and then that I TA'd with um, undergraduate students as well. Um, so I became very interested in it there, and then um, went on and worked in other college athletic departments, uh, and I saw a need for uh, prevention work in those spaces. Um, and I also, in my own conversations doing leadership development with um, student athletes at Amherst College, uh, saw that there was a need for that as well. Um, and so I, I knew I wanted to get my PhD and um, there was a graduate assistant opening supporting the work of the Hazing Prevention Consortium at the University of Maine. Uh, I'm originally from Oakland, Maine, so uh, cool. right in between Brunswick and Orono, Maine, basically. Uh, and so it seemed like a great opportunity to be involved with something that I was familiar with, had a great interest in, and I thought could make a difference. So awesome. I've been involved in that work since then. That's great. Elizabeth, I loved what you just said. You wanted to be part of the solution. So I think it would be a perfect time to kind of talk about what is hazing mm -hmm. and where maybe it happens, how it happens, but an overview to set the stage for, you know, what it is. I think a lot of, a lot of us maybe have some older preconceived ideas about this. So I'm really interested to hear Stop Hazing's definition of hazing and whatnot. Sure, sure. So the definition that you know we use and that is, serves as a basis for research and um, also our work related to policy and practice is um, that hazing is any activity expected of someone participating in a group that abuses, um, humiliates, abuses, or endangers them regardless of a person's willingness to participate. So we like to summarize that definition um, by pointing out there are three key components to it. So the first component is um, that hazing is related to a group context. So that differentiates it from bullying, for example. Okay. So it always involves some kind of you know, behavior that is expected of someone joining or maintaining their membership in a club team or organization, some kind of group. The second component is that it's a certain type of behavior, um, humiliating, degrading, abusive, or harmful, endangering. Um, so, you know, just, it's not like anything can be hazing. <laughs> there are certain behaviors yeah. that cross yeah. the line into hazing. And then thirdly, it can happen regardless of a person's 